On today's Friday Fire, we talk about how mindset cannot be ignored in the process of changing your body, changing your health, improving your symptoms. People often identify the physical symptoms that we deal with, the bloating, the headaches, the constipation, the hormone imbalances, but we need to identify what the true root of that is. Typically, it stems from something that's driving our choices, and that something often stems from the mind. So take a listen to today about how you can start changing the course. Live your life within the moment, moment. And don't go wait until the morning, morning. You never know when it is over, over. All that I know is we'll get older. Happy Memorial Day weekend. Yes, it is. Hopefully everyone has some fun plans. Yeah. And you get good weather. I'm going to eat a lot of fondue. Of it is the beginning of summer. Hopefully. I'm just excited for fondue. That's it. I don't love cheese fondue. I don't love melted cheese. It's like a thing that I, I've never liked nachos. I've never really liked like thick, like we do burgers every Friday night. And Nick has recently gotten into a little thing where he buys that disgusting jarred melted cheese. Oh yeah. And dips his fries in it. Yeah. Not a fan. No, we're doing like some veggie fondues. Uh, We're going to do fruit fondues. We will have some cheese fondues. I haven't put the entire menu together, but I'm just excited for it. something different. Yeah. No, I totally understand. So we always do tapas. Like every time we get together with our friends, we always do tapas and it's fun. It's it's good. We try to do like different yeah. themes and stuff. But for some reason, I'm just Ashley and I have been talking about fondue for like six months. So here we are. I try to find at least one new fun recipe a week. That's like my goal every week is to try one thing that we haven't tried. I got to send you. I was just um, looking at something I saw on Instagram and it's like an easy way to do homemade sushi, but you do it in one of those bunt cake pans. Interesting. So you basically make a layer of the sticky rice yep. and then you can put your um, cucumber, avocado, and then like they were showing like imitation crab. I won't use that, but I'll probably yeah. do like a pickled or smoked salmon or something yeah. along those lines. Uh, and then you put like your sauce and other vegetables in there and then another layer of the Sticky huh. rice, and then you flip it to a plate, and so it's like in yeah. a circular thing. It looks good. Very interesting. The world is so clever. So many fun little hacks in life. <laughs> Who has time to do these things? <laughs> I don't know. Pinterest is like a black hole for me because oh I could gosh. go for hours on Pinterest and find things, and I would find all the craft things and never do any of them. Agreed. I bought a, we were at Walgreens yesterday. It's <laughs> a disaster. I literally cannot bring my children anywhere, mostly Taylor, but I had to go get pictures because I still have yet to bring in like a family photo, an actual family photo to Taylor's class of us. Um, So I got that and figured I needed a couple of other things I could grab there. And then Carson always wants a toy whenever we go into any establishment that sells anything. So I was walking down the aisle and I I saw like a fun Play-Doh thing it was like ten dollars and it had you know where you can like push the play-doh through a thing and it makes strings and it made you know that yeah, like yeah. a kind of like a pasta maker looking thing um and it has like a little play-doh knife and all this kind of stuff they played with it for five minutes but um when we were there trying to check out i was in the checkout line and taylor kept trying to open the refrigerator doors for like the drinks yeah 
And girlfriend is strong, dude. Like I had her with one hand trying to pull her because I was I did not get a basket, which was my problem. And I was trying to hold all of our other stuff in the other arm. And she was like holding onto the door and I couldn't pull her away from it. And all of these people kept coming up behind me. And I was like, just go past us. Just go past us. Because she would like grab things off every shelf and I'd have to stop her, put it back. And by the time I stopped her and put it back, she went and grabbed something else. It was, it was a lot mentally and emotionally. And... Sometimes I just, just don't it's go anywhere, but it's just, like illegal I, to leave her in the car. Right. I do it when I go into Starbucks. Um, sometimes I'll even do it when I go into UPS, just because all I have to do is drop it off and have them scan the Amazon thing. If I'm returning yeah. something to Amazon, I don't care. Come arrest me. I leave my kids in the car for like the two minutes that I do it. Yeah. It's just not worth it. I have to take her out of the car seat and then she gets pissed when I put her back in the car seat. So I just leave the car on and I put it in parking site of where I can see it while I'm still inside there. Yeah. And I leave Carson in there with her. I mean, it's lock fine. the doors. You yeah. can see it. You're it's fine. I'm right there. 60 seconds I can see it. or whatever. So I'm sure someone's going to make some comment about me being a horrible mother. And it's fine because I've had those feelings every day. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, today we are going to talk about mindset because it's Friday fire. So if you're new here, that's what we do on Fridays. We give you the tough love. And today we're going to talk a little bit about your belief system and getting to the root of your fears, essentially, because mindset is just as important as all of the other pieces to living a healthy lifestyle in terms of your diet, your nutritional protocols, what you're ingesting, your supplements, if you're taking supplementation, medication, your workouts and your movement, your sleep, like All of these things are important, but your mindset is critical. And for a lot of people, this is where the true problem lies and maybe why some people are able to feel better and they make progress, but they don't fully turn things around and recover from whatever it is that they are struggling with. And, you know, we can identify, it's very tangible to talk about symptoms, right? Like you can identify like I have bloating or I have gas or I have acne or those types of things. But for a lot of people, it's hard for them to identify the roots of their mental or emotional issue or concerns unless, you know, there's been some sort of big trauma. Um, and, and I think this is something that I would reference back to the podcast that we did with Elizabeth May talking about trauma and that your trauma can be someone broke into your house. It could be a car accident. It could be, you know, a physical harm that was done to you. It could be emotional in terms of your childhood and the way that you were spoken to by your parents or, you know, not giving the attention and love that you deserved as a child. So there can be a lot of underlying things. It could be a divorce. It could be a a toxic relationship, right? It could be a lot of underlying things. And that's not what we're necessarily here to like pinpoint today. What we're here to talk about is that you've got to identify what that is for you and seek the right help and support. And I've actually talked about on my Instagram uh, recently, a lot of times in a full healing journey, there are multiple sources of support. There are multiple either practitioners involved or professionals that are helping to guide you out of this dark place. So that could look like a pastor. It could look like a therapist or a counselor, a psychiatrist. It could look by look like doing various therapies as well. So there's all types of different therapies that uh, you can do these days. But in addition to all of the other things, 
in terms of your self-development, growth, diet, supplements, workout, sleep, and so forth. So that's what we want to kind of talk about today. And if it strikes a chord with you, you know, this is where I would encourage you, don't delay taking action. If we say something today and you realize that, man, I have put this off for too long. I have not gone to see a counselor or asked for help or wanted to go and talk about these things because you're scared, you're nervous, you're afraid. Maybe you haven't found the right person. Seek out the right support. Like I think it's important for you to feel comfortable with whoever it is that you're working with. And that might require a few interviews or dating around or trying a few different therapists. But if you try something once and it doesn't work out and then you give up and you don't resolve these things, there's a big roadblock here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And like you were saying, I think so many people have that physical symptom that they hang up on. You know, I'm bloated, I'm constipated, I have brain fog, I'm not sleeping. But we have to look back to, okay, why? Because a lot of people just see the symptom. I'm gaining weight, whatever it is. And at the end of the day, there is a root to this. Whether it is, you know, I... I don't love the marriage that I'm in or I'm I hate my job and so I stress eat or my kids stress me out because I never ask for help and so by the end of the day I have wine. Like there is always going to be some type of a root and every day you have decisions to make. Why do you make those decisions? Like there's a reason why you make those decisions. And we can blame it all we want on this big you know elephant in the room stress. But what is like, that's not good enough. That, that's not going to get you anywhere. You have to really identify what those stressors are so that you can start taking action on them. You have to play a part in this because if you don't, there's not going to be a solution to it. And what we mean by the mental piece of this is like a lot of people don't realize that they are living essentially in fear all day long. And, you know, you are getting fed from the news that you watch, you are getting fed from toxic relationships that you have, that people are just negative constantly. Like, pay attention to the, to the conversations you have with people around you. What are they talking about? Because I've done this before. A lot of people just complain. They complain as a way of connecting to others to like have that, you know, com- like, oh, you're my companion in complaining. Of this, oh, I'm exhausted. You know, the kids are the worst, or like, you know, my job is so stressful, or oh, I can't seem to drop this weight. Like, it's always something. Like, there are so many conversations that I notice now that people are just negative constantly. And so, what you have to realize is that that fear or that negativity that has a downstream effect and impacts other things in your body, it's not just in your brain. That affects hormones, that affects digestion, that affects thyroid function. Like, and what do you feed yourself daily? Not food. I'm talking like mentally, spiritually. What are you consuming? Do you have a power that is bigger than you? We've talked about this before. Liz and I are both faith believers. We both have a very large, like faith is a big part of our lives. I'm not saying it has to be God. But you need something. You need some greater power that is bigger than you that you can go to regularly. I, I truly believe this. Because when there is not a bigger power in your life, guess who is the power in your life? You. 
that's a problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I think if you look back at what's happened in the past three or four years, everything that's happening in our world, Beck and I were talking about this at lunch today, guys, we're not going back to the way things were. I don't know if anybody has recognized that yet. I think there are many, many evil things going on in our world today that are unfathomable in a lot of ways. Like sometimes I read things or we hear things and we see things in the news and it's devastating. It's sad. And the evil is at a a completely different level than it's ever been before. And so when we think about that in conjunction with everything else that we always talk about in terms of stressors, whether it's you can't stop going to the gym because you're addicted to exercise and that's what you think is how you're resolving this trauma that we're referencing or all of the toxic load, all of that burden, right? You, you fill yourself with things that are out of your control. Like I think there is definitely a need for us to stand up and rise up together and stand up for our children. And there are ways that we can do that. But there are also things that we need to draw boundaries in. Like for me, I don't watch the news. It gives me anxiety. It pisses me off. And there's nothing that I can ultimately do about it. We've shared this before. Like if I knew a way to do something about it, I would already be doing that. And so if there are ways that I can do that, I've taken action on that. I don't support certain companies anymore. I've stopped following people. I have stopped supporting, you know, certain uh, individuals that I used to, you know, listen and learn from. And, and that's just my personal preference. When it comes time to get in front of school boards and things like that, yeah, we're going to be there. Right now, I'm not a part of the school district that you know, I can do anything within. And so at the end of the day, you have to kind of take a step back and you have to think about what, like Becca is saying, what am I feeding myself? If you are constantly feeding yourself all of the negative things that are causing you anxiety and depression and losing sleep at night over these things and almost paralyzing you and the life that you have, you have to stop doing that. Mm -hmm. And you have to find ways to handle that fear and you know, the cope with these emotions. Because if we don't, the body perceives these stressors far beyond what you even think that, you know, the damage is being done. So you have to figure out how you're going to release all of this shit, right? And so that can start with prayer, meditation. It can start again with getting into a counselor, a pastor, a Bible study, you know, a group of like-minded women in your community that want to stand up and fight for their kids and protect these little babies from all of the evil that is in the world today. Whatever it is that you feel comfortable about doing, you got to do that, but you got to do it regularly. And then you have to feed yourself positive, right? You have to listen to uplifting music, listen to things that are going to help you not stay in that stressed out, anxious, feared state all the time. Yeah. You need to be in the know for sure. But at the end of the day, like I'm, I'm just personally saying there's so many things out of my control that I just don't feel the need to read the news three times a day. No. And you guys, going to the gym is not releasing stress. I'm sorry. Going to the gym and doing a drop set or maxing out your back squat is not seeing a counselor. Like, that's not fixing your codependent relationship that you're in at home or your addiction to sugar. Like you, we have so many ways that we try to deal with stress that are just adding stress to our body. And you need to figure out another way to sort through your emotions and to sort through the stress that you have in your life that is not eating chocolate, 
drinking alcohol, or exercising. Because all of those things stress your body out. And so you need to understand, yeah, I'm not saying that exercise isn't good. Like it's a great way to let out some negative energy, to like not think for a little bit. It's, you know, it's a great outlet for self-improvement. But if you continue to deal with your emotions, like with exercise or bottle up the way you feel, not sort out your relationships that you're in, you're training too much, like you are just continuing to stimulate the sympathetic nervous system. You are continuing to stay in that fight or flight mode and you are not ever dealing with things. Going to the gym does not deal with that shit. Like it just doesn't. It makes you forget about it for a little bit, but it does, same with drinking. Drinking might make you forget about something, but we all know that drinking makes problems worse. The next day when you wake up and you realize, oh crap, I never actually faced that. Now I have to continue to deal with it. Yeah, or you eat the entire box of chocolates and then you are sick to your stomach and then you feel like, okay, I should go to the gym and try to run off this chocolate and punish myself physically. It's like the stress that just compiles and you stay in this constant state of stress. I would even add here social media to this because mm-hmm. I think so many people scroll and scroll and scroll. If you have time to scroll the internet, you have time to be working on bettering yourself in some capacity. Whether that is going outside for a walk in nature, whether it is tracking your food, whether it's going grocery shopping, whether it's learning something new. If you have time to scroll social media, you have time to do the things that you say you don't have time to do. You're just prioritizing that time for you to allow yourself to have more anxiety and more resentment to the life that other people are posting that they live this beautiful life and yet when you really get to know that person, maybe they do, maybe they don't. I hope that they do. Yep. But you have to remember that social media is often a, a brag platform. Like I follow people who talk about real shit. Like right now, most of the people I'm following are talking about breast implant uh, removal and the pictures aren't sexy. And, you know, it is what it is because in a few months, that's what I'm going to be going through. So I'm trying to learn and hear other people's stories. And for you, maybe there is Obviously, there's good people on social media. So I'm not saying that because you can learn a lot from the poop queen and the hormone queen and all of these other, you know, people that are sharing valuable information. But if you're somebody who's sitting there scrolling and you're looking at your friends from your hometown who, you know, got a brand new car, went on this beach vacation, got a boob job, got some more Botox, like whatever, and you're just sitting up there like letting this be something that is making you jealous or making you feel inferior. See where I'm going with this? That's another way of adding stress to your body because it's the woe is me. I'm not good enough. I don't have these things. And so that's just a different type of stress. So I just think that you you have to really, especially in the world that we live in today, because there's so much information out there, do really cautious about what you are allowing in your ears, what you are reading. Just- I, I think that there's some really good questions that you can ask yourself and kind of use this to like take action on. So one thing is how much fun and play do you have in your day or your week? Like what are you doing that you actually really love and enjoy? Because I think a lot of people wake up, they're rushed through their mornings, they go to a job that they don't really like, and then they come home, they try to relax for a couple hours, they fall asleep and they go back and do it all over again. Like where in that or is you're there, relaxing as you're self-numbing out. Through food, through alcohol, through Netflix, you know, mm-hmm. binge trash TV like Love is Blind, which I love and I totally binge this weekend, but it's fine. I watch it like once every year. But if you don't watch <laughs> Love is Blind, it's so great. Um, peace and quiet. 
Like where in your week do you truly have peace and quiet for yourself? Your being able to be feeling heard and seen or accepted and understood. Like, do you feel in your life that you are not respected, that you aren't being heard or seen by those around you, the relationships that you're in? You aren't feeling understood by the relationships that you're in? That's a problem. It's a problem if you're in a relationship that is a big relationship in your life, that people are not supportive. They aren't seeing you. They aren't hearing you. They're criticizing a lot of what you do. You know, I think, yeah, to an extent, sometimes people can joke with people. But if you're if that's a constant from your relationships where they're like joking about you or making fun of what you're doing, mm-hmm. that's not a friend. That's yeah. And I think you have to look to it. When was the last time that like this person did something for you or are you the one that's always giving, giving, giving? Because what's the quote? I mean, they'll just keep taking as long as oh, you yeah. keep giving. Every- and they'll just suck you dry. And it's a one way relationship. You know, like I remember my mom telling me in high school, like with a couple of my friends, she's like, they're just suckers. Like they will continue to use you as long as you continue to let them use you. And so it's looking at evaluate, evaluating what do those people bring to your life? Do they push you? Do they challenge you? Do they encourage you? Are they happy for you? Are they proud for you? Are they cheering you on? Or are they constantly, you know, nagging at you? Like, well, why do you have to be doing that? You don't need to do that. Why don't you come out with us? Oh, it's just like, just go out to eat and eat normal food like a normal person. Like, why mm-hmm. do you have to always eat healthy? Why? All of those things. And this is something too, where you have to ask yourself, like, how much am I being challenged? And how much am I being stretched in my life? Because this is another one. If you are never challenged in your day, if you're never asked of something that's like uncomfortable or hard for you to do or makes you really grow as a person, it's a big problem. If you don't feel like you have any learning or personal growth in your life, that's going to make your feelings and mental space suffer too. And so what we're talking about in terms of this mental side of growth and mental side of healing, it is not just layering a supplement protocol on top of your life. It is so much bigger than that. It is literally changing your being. And that can feel scary and overwhelming and like it's a lot. Because at the end of the day, like we like comfort as humans. We like things to be, you know, predictable. We like controlling things. We like certainty in our lives. It's one of the main needs of humans is certainty. But when you always focus on things that are certain, you will never grow because growth does not come from certainty. Growth only comes from uncertainty. And so by asking yourself, like, do I have peace and quiet in my week? Do I have fun and relaxation? Do I have something that is challenging me every week? Do I feel loved and appreciated and accepted? Like all of these things, how, how inspired am I feeling? How creative am I feeling? If you do not have a good answer to any of those, we know that the mental space is suffering. We know that we need to start leveling up and then ask yourself, what do I need to find better space for this? If I'm never having any relaxation or fun or play, let's start getting intentional. You know, I have conversations with women all the time about libido, about sex drive, and it's struggling. (laughs) And I have this, this exact thing to say to them. Okay. If you imagine your day and you wake up and you deal with the kids in the morning and then you have a job that you go to that's tiring 
or maybe you deal with the kids all day. And then it comes 5, 6 p.m. and you're mentally exhausted because you've been either working with the kids, working on your job, and your husband comes home and he's like, hey, and you're like, don't touch me. What do you think you're going to feel after a day of constant stress where there's no time for you, where there's no time for relaxation, where there's basically constant fight or flight? The body ain't looking to get down after that, okay? And so it's not about our hormones for most people. Some people it is, for sure. But for a lot of people, it's because you're never letting your body or mind calm down. And so we need to evaluate, what do I need? Who can help me? Do I need to plan in? Like, ladies, if you do not plan in a date night for your men, because love my men, but you aren't going to do it. So women, if you are not planning something that is kids are gone, you have time to just focus on each other. That's not the 30 minutes after a long day because no one feels like it at that time. Figure it out. I think it's also just important that you think about what's doable in the season that you're in. So, I mean, Beck and I both have, she has two, I have one small child and it's not the same that it was prior to having kids. So what can you do in the day-to-day where maybe you can you know, prioritize things. Like one of the things that I ordered um, a while ago, I ended up with the link in the show notes. You can just look it up. It's like a hundred ways to love your husband and wife bundle. And then they also have other variations of this, like words of affirmation. But I remember distinctly remembering, or I remember distinctly reading an example that she gave about her husband coming home from work and she was cooking dinner and she would just fluff him off. And she's too busy, even though he's trying to say, hi, honey, how are you? How was your day? Give her a a hug and a kiss. And she just ignores him because she's too busy. And we've all been guilty of that for sure. But getting yourself out of that for two minutes and saying like, oh, okay, like, could I give him a hug? Could I laugh with him? How was your day? Give him a kiss, like show those like uh, moments of affection can go a long way. And then one of the things that I tell my girls is like, when was the last time that you sparked things up? Like, you did something fun or creative. Maybe you go on Pinterest and you find something new or you buy some lingerie. Like I'm not afraid to talk about those things with people because I think that it is important. Like Mm -hmm. you're going to be married to the same person for the rest of your life. You might as well fucking enjoy it. So (laughs) have some fun with it. I mean, you do you with what you want to do, but I think that people get into that like kind of like monotonous routine too, where they change it up or have fun. So Keep your love alive. Like your husband has his own love language. Five Love Languages of Love is a really great book too. You got to learn that sometimes. And I think that in marriage too, it's important that you have conversations about how things are going and like, what could I do better for you? What could you do better for me? Those types of things. I'm not a marriage counselor, but those are just a few things that I think Art and I have learned over the course of the years. And he's really good about like the date night and wanting to have those times, um, you know, that are just us and like letting grandma take, um, you know, our son. And so we can be like we were prior to Marcus and constantly doing all the housework and kid stuff all the time. Well, it's exhausting, right? And like yeah. Liz was saying, there's phases for sure. But what we're coming back to is that there's there's so many bigger pieces than just the nutrition mm-hmm. and the exercise. And if you're doing those things well and things aren't changing, come back to this and evaluate this. Yeah. An easy way to do this that really helped me when I was kind of going through this, because I've been through this, it took me over a year to really like truly feel like I turned things around. I had to ask myself midday at the end of the day, like 
would I want to be around myself right now? If my, if the if the script was flipped and my husband and I came home to my husband who was acting like I'm acting, would I want to be around me? And when my answer often was no, it took me reps, rep after rep after rep of forcing myself into a different mindset. It doesn't just happen, guys. It does not just one day turn around because you eat, you, you know, sure, healthy food, healthy habits, all of those things can improve how you feel mentally. But a lot of people, you are so ingrained in a certain mindset that you literally need to force yourself out of it. You have to convince yourself otherwise. You have to decide to be happy. It has to be a choice. And so if you are struggling, start with the first step, which is awareness. Start with looking at your life, looking at your day today, and asking yourself, do I seem happy? Are the conversations that I'm having with other people is positive? What am I consuming in my day mentally? spiritually, in my, you know, ears in a podcast and music, whatever. Evaluate it because that's where you got to start. Yeah. And I think too, a lot of times what we see with women, especially of younger children, is that the area of opportunity is the morning time, whether you like it or not. I get it that you're tired. Maybe your kids aren't sleeping through the night. But at the end of the day, if you're waking up to a screaming child, and you're not getting up 20 to 30 minutes ahead of time to have some calm for you, that's how the whole day is going to feel. And just with the ladies that we work with, they will tell us, yeah, it's hard, but it's also been a game changer for me. I got up, I meditated, I journaled, I read, you know, I just listened to a podcast while I made my coffee or whatever it is for them, but they just had that calm and they were able to do something for them before they dove into the day of serving and giving to others, it's a game changer for them because you're more patient, you just feel better, you're less frustrated. I mean, the list can go on here, but I don't care if you're not a morning person. I'm just gonna be honest. Like, There is no other time that you're gonna get that to yourself unless you're saying, okay, it's my nine o'clock at nighttime. Well, at that point in time, you're likely either with your spouse or your significant other, or you're just so exhausted that you don't end up doing. This is why... Beck and I were talking about today. Like, this is why when I do like the 75 hard days or the phase one, I had to get up and in the depths of it, it was like four, four thirty, because I will be be asleep on the couch at nine o'clock at night. I will not read at night. So if I don't read first thing in the morning or meditate or whatever, it just doesn't get done. And maybe for other people, you're completely different and that works for you, but are you consistent with that? And is that giving you what you need to set your day up for success. If it's not, then maybe you change it around and you adjust this because I can only speak for the people that we've worked with. I know Beck and I both feel pretty strong about our morning routines because <laughs> you chase your tail the whole day I'm if you don't a better have that person. Time. Yeah. I'm a better person for my kids, for my spouse, for myself. Mm -hmm. Like every day, my intention first thing in the morning is to have a positive day. It has, and it has to be me telling myself that. Like it ain't going to happen otherwise. Life is stressful. And so you have, like I said, there has to be reps. You have to put in the reps for it to feel more natural. And a lot of days it takes a lot of convincing, but it takes the effort from you to change this. 
because it ain't going to change otherwise. Life ain't going to just magically make you a happy person. You create that shit, okay? So our message today is that you cannot ignore this piece. You have to wake up every day and you have to choose different. You have to choose happiness.